WWTI students would like to remind you that this show is not for the faint of heart, easily offended, or bitchy as bitches. If you have a stick up your ass, listen to something else. But if you're messed up in the head like the rest of us, enjoy the show. Welcome to the We Won the Internet podcast, pre-recorded in a doomsday bunker somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. We strive to half-assedly bring you weird news, scary stories, and anything we find interesting on the web. So please welcome your hosts, Logan Marks and Sam Baxter. Hello everyone, I hope you're all doing well. It's April 29th, 2021, and you're deep down in the bunker with your two favorite idiots. How's it going, Sam? You know, it's been over 20 years, but Mortal Kombat came back. Did you watch it? Yes, it it did. (laughs) It did. Oh, man. (laughs) It came back in full force. You know, uh, full force. I say. You know, the first movie was good. I don't know if you remember the first one, like back in '95. Yeah, I do remember that one. That one was good. It was like loaded with techno music and all this fighting. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like it was badass. Yeah. And then part. I mean, they had every, yeah. Everybody came in for the the, the tournament. And yes. Just after the movie it was based off the whole whole movie you know, or the game. You know, it was based off of all of that, and it was really really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then they came out with the sequel, and like two years later, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I I never watched it. Good. I, I bought. It, Good. It's on. I think it's on either Netflix or it's on. Don't watch it, man. It's on one of the streaming videos, and I kind of want to watch it, but I want to watch it with like a group of people so we can make fun of it because I heard it's really bad. It was so bad, like because because by that time, uh, Mortal Kombat three had already came out, and there was like twenty characters versus the first game. There was like eight. You know, it was, yeah. it was like a small amount, and then and like by three, there was like 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 twenty some characters, and and the movie just kind of tried to put each one of them in there, like in a little part, and mm-hmm. the people who were in the first one, you know, didn't like Christopher Lambert, and you know, um, the guy who played uh, Johnny Cage, he wasn't in it, you yeah. know, and so you know, I'm not gonna give any spoilers here because that movie's fucking like thirty years old, but. You know, it was, <laughs> you know, like if you haven't seen it by now. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, tell me yeah. I want to go in fresh. But you know, like the one, the main characters from the first one, Johnny Cage, he dies like in the first two minutes of the second one. It's like, oh man, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. That's like one of the, like the main characters that people like. He was. He was one of the three that survived. You know, he was. Yeah, he was, and and but it wasn't him. That's what I'm trying to tell you is that. They didn't have oh. all the same people. Like I said, they didn't have the same Raiden. They didn't have the same, you know, uh, Johnny mm. Cage. But and so it was just, it was a horrible knockoff, and it was like so bad. And when I heard that they were gonna make another one, I'd been hoping they were going to because you know I'm a sucker for all these bullshit movies, you know, especially mm. with martial arts. But this one wasn't bad. This was actually decent. It was. It, it could have used more techno. I gotta say that man. <laughs> <laughs> there was no techno. They had a hint. Yeah, it had a hint of techno in it, but, but it not as, much. It wasn't as heavily heavy as the first one. Mm-hmm. I I liked I liked the way they went about this and didn't just do it like the same old. We're having a tournament. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the same old like, oh, I'm going to go fight. You know, I'm glad they did it the way they did because it kind of uh because I know I I know that they're making it like a three. I think it's supposed to be like three movie. Oh, really? A trilogy? Arc. Yeah. Oh. From what I read, I it's supposed. To, I think it's supposed to be like a three movie arc. So they're they're doing this, and I think one of them is like before, and then the middle one I think is it, it's like uh, during the tournament, and then, some, and then the third one's supposed to be like after. Interesting. But see, but I yeah. So do you remember the games right? right pretty well. The first one. Yeah, I, I remember. The thing is, I remember the the first one. Mm-hmm. That's that's really, and then I really never played it after that. 
But I did always like the first the first game. You know, every once in a while, yes. When the when the other uh, versions came out, you know, the because I think well, they're like ten right now. Um, uh, I think so. Yeah, but I didn't. They're like I, ten I, or eleven, something like that. Yeah, and you just you just remember the first so, one. You just like, played the I, first one. I me- I remember playing the first one and and then like vaguely playing like maybe a few of them down the line. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like games I never I never really played, but I remember playing the first one. So I but was I really always liked it. I was really into all those games, like the two D fighting, like Street Fighter, you know, Mortal, <clears throat> you know, Mortal Kombat. Those were fantastic games. You know, nineties. You know, I was I was in the arcades after football practice. I'd be in the arcades after work. I'd be at the arcade. You know, I'd be playing. And I played mm-hmm. part two and part three, and they were fantastic games. Even when they came out on the home systems, they were fantastic ports. But then when everything yeah. like. The late late nineties and they started turning to like Virtue Fighter. Remember Sega Saturn and Virtue Fighter and everything started turning three D. And I was like, you know, yeah, like uh, Tekken. Exactly. Now Tekken wasn't a bad game. The only thing I didn't like was I felt was a lot of those games were like button smasher games. Like I could hand you, I could hand like your sister a controller who's never played a game in her life, and I could have been playing that game for like mm. forty hours logged, and she could like smash buttons and beat me. You know, versus you know because it's a lot of rotations. <laughs> that's true. And stuff. That's true. Yeah, and, and I I didn't like yeah. that. I was like, there's no real skill to this versus the 2D games. You had to have timing. You have to have yeah. like exact precision, and it's it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I know I'm I'm talking about this like it's a fucking art, but it's, I know it's not. But I'm just saying it was just something that that was very. It kind of is an art because you had to, because then you had to you know you had to know all the combinations yes. to like special moves exactly. And, and you like you said it was like timing. It and, was and it was all had, timing like hitting precision spots. Yeah, getting getting the getting the kill the way. Uh, just basically working it so that you can get get the other person in a positions that you needed. Exactly. It was that's how it was, and that's how the first three were. So then when it, Mortal Kombat got to like four and started getting three D, I was like, man, I'm not doing these. Like I played them, and I was like, this is just not fun anymore. I didn't care about the storyline anymore because I was, you know, before I was highly vested. I was like, fuck. You might you might as well thought I was an investor in the whole fucking you know midway you know because <laughs> I was like I I gave that arcade games a lot of money back then and <laughs> and uh, but that was one of the games you know I helped those creators make their money back but yeah uh, you know th- this was a nice this was a nice um you know movie they they did it pretty good it didn't it didn't disappoint like I said the only yeah. thing the only thing I missed was the techno you know. <laughs> Because <laughs> the first one, I remember when that came out, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like you know, I used to like seeing all those karate movies, and it was just kind of like, like just slow, you know, like type of karate movie mm-hmm. mu- music, you know, just real chill and stuff. And then when that came out, it was just fucking balls to the wall. Remember, it was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like these guys are fighting hard. This music's making me want to work out. You know, <laughs> I'm sweating watching these guys fight. And this one, this one, like I said, didn't have that, but it was still good. It was a, it was a good movie. It was a nice movie. Yeah, it was it was well paid. Well paced. Um, there wasn't really like a slow part part to it. It was it was like there was continually something going on. And then I I love the way they did the finishing moves. Like when yeah, <laughs> when anybody did their move, it was just like yeah, yeah. you get like get all excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah th- those were pretty cool because like you you know you'd remember the move and you're like okay that's that was pretty awesome. Hey, right how about now. how about the guy that played Kano that Josh Lawson? I was yeah, yeah I think I was just about to say that. Funny man, everything he said, <laughs> you just you were just a just a riot, man. Yeah. You just just he was all just an quotes. asshole. Yeah, he was yeah. just a total, just dickhead. a huge asshole. But everything like he just like made that movie. He did. He was funny, and that's funny because that guy, you like, I seen him in like other movies and other shows. Josh Lawson, like, did you ever watch? I know we're gonna kind of digress, but did did you ever watch the um movie House of Lies? The show House of Lies, Don Shadow, 
um, had that blonde girl. What's her name? Um, Kristen Bell. They were like basically like investors. You know, they they did a lot of money, like high end investors. They they were like a, just a snarky, like sneaky group. They would just take uh-huh. people's money. It were good. It was a really good show. It was on Showtime uh-huh. for five seasons, and he was in it. He was like the doofus one of the group. Like he was. <laughs> They were always like, oh, really? yeah, they were always clowning him. And it was just, he was just so funny. Like, and then seeing him in this movie, it was like, fuck, man, this guy's just, he's just, I like him. Like, I think he's a good actor and I think he does, he plays a good asshole. I've never seen him as like a real asshole. He's always like the bumbling guy they made fun of, you know, yeah. you know, the one they just like, you know, he's trying to do the best he can. And they're just like, you're just fucking a piece of shit. And <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of things like that. It, it was just so funny. And anyway, his Kano role was, was really well done. It was he was a he was how Kano would have been because in you know the storyline Kano was just like a, a killer ruthless didn't give yeah. a fuck, and that's how this guy was. He was he was funny like that. He he, he did pretty well. Yeah. It was a good movie. He, he did. He, really he was well. he was he was yeah. He was the life of the of that movie. I mean, I saw I saw a couple of memes like that his, that he had to have back surgery because from from carrying the movie. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just like, he just go off on them. Oh, because like you know, like Liu Kang, uh, Kung Lao had like those like beads, and he's like, you know, he had them like in his hand. Like, oh, yeah. he's like, oh, you and your ain't no beads, you know. <laughs> you <ain't> no beads. <laughs> he has some really good lines. He did. He was just, really good, and lines. he was like quick with them too. And you had to like, oh shit, like that was fucking funny. Like, like yeah, like it was, <laughs> it was, it was good. Like I said. <laughs> Just, just, you guys jerk, you guys done jerking each other off. Let's go eat. You know, he just, he just say things. He was, 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 was live wired. I, I, yeah, he was, he was a big part of the that movie that that made me enjoy it. Yeah, um, yeah, but everything else is good too. Like all the characters, everybody, everybody's well, like was uh, well casted, and Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. There's a couple people on there I know didn't like it because it, it didn't get like, I thought it was gonna get higher ratings and. Oh, it didn't get high ratings. Then it, um, for when I looked on IMDb because I was just wanted to see like uh, mm-hmm. I want to see I want to see uh how good the the ratings are. Mm-hmm. And it got a uh, last time I checked, it wasn't very. It might have gone up. It's, it's only got like a six point three, which isn't bad. It's not <clears throat> horrible. But yeah. you know, I thought I thought it'd be more like an eight range. You know, you know what? That, 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 I I feel like that's a win, even though it's not a real high rating. Again, it was good. Like, like here's a quote that he had when he was talking to Kung Lao. I remember Kung Lao has a hat that's kind of like a, like a sombrero. You know, <laughs> he says, "Well, how, how how about I take that stupid fucking sombrero you're wearing and shove it up your ass? You start speaking Spanish." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had some great lines. He did. Lines. You know, he, he, he had a lot of quotable lines. He did. He he was like I said. You know, he was he was really good. Um. This other quote: Oh, you got a pen? You want to write this down? Get fucked, cause you, cause now I'm not gonna help you. You kidnapped me. You tied me up. You threw a knife through my fucking leg on purpose, and then you, then that lizard thing took off half my face. Lucky for me, you can hardly notice it. Cause remember his face? <laughs> remember it scratched big. up his face. He's like, you can hardly notice it. You <laughs> were just like a dick, but and it was funny because, like I said, nothing really hurt him. You know, he was just kind of like he's just a tough guy. You know, it's, yeah. You know, it's like. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, he was like he was a shitty fighter too. Yeah, I know he was. I expected because <laughs> he he got beat up by everybody he fought. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> which I thought was even funnier because he was supposed to be this badass. Uh, was it the Black Dragons or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be the king of the Black Dragons. Yeah, but he, like every everybody was beating him. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. I don't think I ever saw him win a fight. That whole um, that whole movie. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't. He, uh, Sonya Sonya beat Sonya him. Sonya beat him. And um, Kung Lao beat him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If I he, mean, who? I don't know about Luke Kane. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think so. he beat anybody in that movie. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> he just so. Just got his ass kicked the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he talked a lot of shit. He did. Yeah, he, he was he was funny. Like I said, he was good. And then when he got that laser, he got even more arrogant, which was yeah, that's fine. You know, that, that's oh, his I know. character. That's, he's a total heel. Yeah, but it made him even more of an asshole. Yeah, I know. And like I said, the fighting wasn't bad. I, I enjoyed the fighting. It was, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. So yeah, the fight was pretty decent. The finishing moves were, were fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then you know they would say the line, say the line, Bart. Yeah. They'd always after the yeah flawless like, victory. Yeah, flawless <laughs> victory. Yeah, and then you just get all excited. Everybody's like, like we'll be all jacked up to so that they heard that. So you remember like I don't know if you remember like the first few movies like Luke Kang was like the main good guy. He was a uh, and in this movie he was kind of like a I don't want to say he was a pussy, but he wasn't like super tough like he was in the original ones. I just had a hard time with him being kind of mediocre. Yeah, it was it's kind of weird that they kind of kind of put them as side characters mm-hmm. almost. And then like cuz uh cuz Cole Young, he's not even a character in the in the in the game in the in the game, I don't think. <clears throat> Again, I didn't play any of the later games, so I I could be wrong. I mean, he could be, I don't know. I honestly couldn't cuz I I don't think he was. I think they just made which, which I can understand. I think they just kind of created a character that nobody knew of, so that everybody else can kind of come and go within the within the the movie. Mm-hmm. So they would focus on him, but like everybody else is kind of a side because you have so many characters, you know, you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have you don't you're not focusing on the one. You're just using that to like you know transport <clears throat> everybody through the movie. And I mean, at least they tied him to Scorpion. Remember, he was part of the legacy. Yeah. So yeah. he is tied to Scorpion. But yeah. and then everybody everybody got pretty excited when, when Scorpion came out. I I always liked Scorpion in the game. You know, I was a fan. Like I said, I was a fan of those characters. I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought they were good characters. I thought they were really well done. And and what's different about Mortal Kombat, you know, especially like back then, was like normally all the all the fighting games back then. You know, Neo Geo games like Art of Fighting, um, you know, King of the Fighters, all those, like, always the same type of moves, like, to throw a fireball with, like, down, forward, and punch. That was, like, how mm-hmm. it was across the board with SNK, which is Capcom, you know, which are two different companies, you know, they made all those games. But Midway, which was Mortal Kombat, they had, there was, there was like, a lot of those were different. Like, the fly was back, back, forward, you know. Um, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, I remember They were their different. Moves their moves, like, I had little, to learn all their moves. It was different. Yeah. They're a little more, for, for me, they're more difficult because, like, you played a lot more than I did. So when I played a fighting game, it was yeah. just like, like you said, a lot of them it's were kind the of same, around. except for this one was always had this, was kind of this, this uh, different entity. It was. It was. And then when they brought in the combinations, that even made it better. I was like, damn, like Mortal Kombat two, uh, 3, when they brought in the combos, I was like, fuck yeah. They started hanging you know, the screen, uh, the second game, like they would uh, in- incorporate some of the background. Like you can knock the people into like the... You know, off the building or like into some, into some blades, you know, burning, oh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, only in the yeah. first one you could do that. Remember, you can knock them off the bridge. Yeah, yeah. And, and they like landing. They landing all the, those the spikes. Yeah, and exactly. And that was cool, right? Because that was the first game, and they were basically trying it out, but it did so well. You remember? Remember that's where it started the rating system too. All these, yeah, because I remember it was like the, the first really bloody. Yeah, game. and all these 
parents. Oh my god, my kids, you yeah. know, <laughs> my virgin kids who are listening to like you know rap music and heavy metal, you know, death metal, or can't be seeing that, you know. <laughs> it was like shit. It was a good. It was. They were good games. They were. They were really well done. Didn't they have it? Didn't they have it where you can uh, you can switch off the the blood? That was on the consoles, not the arcade. Oh, was that on the console? Yeah, okay, yeah. Because like on Sega, so you know how Nintendo was always real, you know, bubblegum type, you know, system. Yeah. You know, the games never ported right. But on that one, they had to port it one for one, right? They couldn't have made it different. You know, people would have been pissed. But they took they took off the blood. Where Sega, they had the blood that was off, but you could unlock blood mode. So then you could oh. have the blood. So they, so Sega, you know, that's what I liked about Sega. was They would they would make it a straight port. You know, one for one, arcade to the home system. And it was always a good exact port. And they, they had it off, but you could unlock it. You know, so. Yeah. That was nice. So of course, that's what we always did was always unlocked it as soon as we turned on the game. <laughs> but in the <laughs> cookie the code, yeah. Do, right? <laughs> yeah, you had to like go to the second controller and push like up and like C and C and A at the same time while on the two person, you know, icon, you know, it was something like weird, but it was just it was easy and it's like fuck yeah, blood mode, let's play. You know, it was good, yeah. good times, man. It was good times. Well Street Fighter was good too, but it didn't have any blood. The moves were a lot more yeah, basic. I was, was kind of disappointed they never really made a good Street Fighter movie. They they only made that one, didn't they? Like an actual actual movie where that one was. Yeah, it was like with the Van Damme in it. Oh God, <laughs> it was like super fucking horrible. God man, <laughs> that was the same thing as as how like Mortal Kombat Annihilation was. They tried to put all the characters in, and it just didn't work. And Van Damme was horrible. I mean, I I you know I I you know back then I watched all the Van Damme movies, and I fucking hate myself for it now because I I just really hated how he's. He's more of a ballet, you know, type of guy and is not really mm-hmm. a true fighter, even though he claims he was a kickboxer and stuff like that. And Yeah. I'm not going to go into that. We already did a show with, you know, member Frank Dukes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it just, it just like, annoys me that I watch this shit now because I was like, fuck, man. Like, I, I just hate it. Like, I can't watch his movies anymore. Like, but, but I mean, totally that destroyed you. Yeah, but I mean, that movie was, was horrible. I mean, you remember that one, right? I mean, how Bison was flying around. I, and I don't even think I finished it. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I was like 10 minutes into it, and I was like, hey, this is garbage. Man, I, I saw that one in the theater because I was, I was stoked, man. I like Street Fighter. You know, I was a good game. And it's like, making a movie? Fuck, yeah, I'm there. Just like Mortal Kombat. They're making a movie? I'm there. And pff, at least Mortal Kombat, the first movie was good. Second one, trash. This one, like I said, is a little bit more redemption. This is a little more like, it's, it's basically like East meets West, you know, where, yeah. where you actually had some really good fighters in both in both yeah. realms, I, I and I like the fact that they made it R and they didn't like, yeah, PG thirteen it, yeah, let's, yeah, let's so, let these uh, thirteen year olds that, come see it. That, yeah, that's what I'm hoping that they they do another Street Fighter, but they do an R version of it. <sighs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, you think Street Fighter? I know Street Fighter is still coming out with games. You know, five and six is still popular. There's a lot of videos you can watch on it, but I just don't know if it's. I don't know. I mean, Mortal Kombat too. I mean, I know it's they've been coming out too, but I I don't know how popular it is. I don't play those games as much as I used to. You know, I'm more still Battlefield type of guy player. Yeah. But everyone kind of does the Battlefield stuff now. But I mean, maybe I'm just you know I just I could be out of touch. I mean, because this movie came out, I had no idea it was coming out until like maybe a month ago, or I started seeing people mm-hmm. post on Twitter. I was like, holy shit, another Mortal Kombat, and and mm-hmm. I was I was skeptic. I knew that the second one, Annihilation, was real trash, but this one, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna give it a chance. Like yeah, as soon as I saw the R rating, I was like, yeah, oh, it's, it's gonna be a lot better. It, it has to be like, f- fuck this, you know, bubblegum type movie where, like I said, where they you've got to keep it clean and oh shoot, yeah. shocks get yeah. him, you know, it's like, <laughs> darn it, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, 
yeah, so hopefully they they kind of it kind of pushes to get more of those kind of movies made. I, I really hope so. Hopefully HBO, you know, yeah. does a lot more of that because I'm I'm like I said, HBO Max is like my favorite, you know, streaming. Yeah, series. it's it's become one of my favorite streaming ones. I glad I'm glad I got it. Yeah, it's it's really good. I I'm not disappointed with a lot of their stuff. I'm really I'm I'm really happy with it. So keep doing it, man. I mean, I think Dune's coming out straight to video, and you know that's fucking one of my main movies. So. Dude, yeah, we we'll have to check that that one. I I love that one. I I don't rec- I recommend you maybe read a book about it or read about it because you're gonna be lost if you don't know the story. I could talk about that mm-hmm. fucking movie for like hours. Don't give me. St- I could talk oh, about the back the all the books I've read. So yeah. we won't do that. Yeah, I, but <laughs> I will not read, sir. No, no I know. <laughs> no, not today. Not today. Not ever. Yeah, fuck that. All right. <laughs> fuck you and your fuck reading. That shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to do shit on the internet. We'll see you guys on the other side. This week's sponsor is the movie Plot Holes 3 from the cousin of that guy that directed that one movie on the Lifetime channel. Uh, You know, the one with that chick uh, DJ Tanner from Full House. I think it's called Christmas Town. Well, that guy's cousin made a movie, and it's called Plot Holes 3. Because there wasn't enough plot holes in 1 and 2, they needed another film to confuse and frustrate you like never before. It stars Dolph Lundgren's dentist, Jimbo Wilson, as Forrest Fury, a retired park ranger that comes back for one last mission to help his friend's daughter who's kidnapped by the Mexican cartel. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Why do they need his help? I don't fucking know. It's way out of his jurisdiction. So if you missed out on 1 and 2, it really doesn't matter. None of this makes sense. So come down to Plot Holes 3 in theaters now. Thanks everyone coming back for Shun Unit. So we got this first one here. It's the first story. After offering random citizens lap dances, a tipsy Florida woman asked police if they wanted to bang on the sidewalk and threatened to assault paramedics if they came near her, according to an arrest report. So oh, cops nice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> cops <laughs> Cops responding to a disturbance called Saturday evening encountered Olivia Taylor Washek, twenty eight, on the sidewalk outside a bar in St. Petersburg. Taylor Washek, cops say, had been stumbling on the sidewalk and attempting to give random citizens lap dances outside of a business. The okay, rest, okay. yeah, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Sounds, sounds good so far. Yeah, it sounds like a good night. So the, <laughs> so the arrest paperwork does not indicate whether any lap dances were actually consummated. Okay, so we, I can't confirm that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, no, nobody's copped up to get any lap dances. For the rest. <laughs> so the, so Taylor Washek was highly intoxicated and stumbling, prompting officers to call for a fire rescue team. However, she was not evaluated due to threatening to punch paramedics if they touched her. <laughs> so there's no evaluation done. But after police report- <laughs> She wouldn't let them touch it unless they had dollar bills. Or yeah, what? exactly. I know. <laughs> Put that in my G-string, motherfucker. I'm not taking change. Just dollar bills. Yeah. After police reported to give Taylor Washek multiple chances to call someone for assistance in getting her to a nearby apartment or accept their offer to walk her home, she continued to yell profanities at cops and bystanders. She she also allegedly asked officers if they wanted to bang while they were on the sidewalk. (laughs) Man, that girl's friendly. Again, the arrest paperwork does not indicate whether any banging was actually consummated, though it seems unlikely, but, but they can't confirm it. Nobody ever copped up to, you know, banging her. But uh, after continuing the 8.30 p.m. disturbance, which included her yelling at, that the police were going to shoot her, she was arrested for disorderly intoxication, which is a misdemeanor. So she was released, you know, yesterday after, afternoon on her own recognizance after the county, going to spend a night in the county jail. But, yeah, man, it sounds like this girl was out for a good time. Fucking lap dances yeah, and banging. I, I don't know why the cops are called. I mean, it sounds like people were just 
having fun. Maybe you know, maybe she was like bothering you know, you know, there's people outside and they're maybe having dinner at some mm-hmm. restaurants and she's just probably like, not maybe, leaving them alone. Maybe she, maybe she was just ugly. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Cause she feels hot. Nobody would. I know if she was hot. All these guys are like, I'm leaving you, honey. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna go bang this bitch. People booing the cops when they show up. I know. I know. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking hoe train there. <laughs> All right, so I got a story here. We got some fun people on on, on these uh on these stories here. Mm-hmm. So an IT teacher who threatened people's. And took some to a strip club while he was drunk during his school trip was banned from teaching for three years. <laughs> so Richard Green was working as an IT faci- uh, faculty at uh, Longridge Tower School in Northumberland when the trip took place. Uh, his behavior seemed to be so unacceptable that he was sent home early and then later fired. His actions include uh, drinking with pupils, allowing underage underage kids under 18 to drink alcohol with him uh, (laughs) or threatening to quote kick the head in of one student and quote kill another taking one of the people (laughs) taking one or more pupils to a strip club and acting aggressively to the women leading the trip oh man so this guy yeah this guy's a bag of fun yeah so on on top of this uh, Glenn was aggressive to a pupil before kissing one of the boys on the forehead and telling him you're all right, kid (laughs) And, ex- <laughs> and exposed himself to and exposed himself to a woman. He's all because you're all right. And exposed himself to a woman in a shared hotel room. All right. Although, although it was not ma- ma- malicious or sexually motivated. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, lady, I know you so, want to see a dick. Here you go. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> it's just a sexual. I'm just gonna show you my dick. Yeah, I'm just gonna show you. The, just take a look at my dick. Just take a look. I don't want you to touch it. <laughs> so they basically the the paddle of uh, parents decided that this guy's uh, not is not appropriate to take the kids on trips anymore. So they they pretty much fired him. He's banned from teaching for like three years. So yeah, he's a. Uh, He's not going to be around kids for a while. Oh, man. What a hero. I mean, that's too bad. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing teacher to go It does. Like, why would anybody tell on him? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I know. Maybe the kid that, that told him he was all right. Yeah. Or, or the one who told him, like, you're all right, kid. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't kiss him on the forehead, he'd probably kiss him, like, on the lips or something or kiss his lips. neck or something. <laughs> <laughs> on the back of the neck. All, I know. All sexy. God damn All it. weird. I know. <laughs> He's kissing his ears and shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you don't want to tell anybody he got kissed in the neck by the teacher. By the... <laughs> well, it's, just, it's, it's even funnier, though, because like he was all aggressive towards him. All, like, I know. Stuff, and then just all of a sudden, he's like, you're all right, kid. I know. Right. I know. <laughs> you could look at my junk anytime, kid. <laughs> what a fucking guy I had you figured all wrong <laughs> I know Okay so I got this next person here Flying can be nerve wracking experience for many Especially first time flyers Who have no idea what to expect when they are airborne Many flyers are known to be superstitious About certain habits and customs Which they believe can bring them luck during a journey Right We've, we've probably all had little things right that we do Oh yeah <clears throat> So unfortunately Not all pre-flight habits of passengers are safe some can cause panic and also lead to physical damage to the aircraft. Something of that sort happened aboard a flight in the central Shandong province of China. 
A passenger hoping to fly with some good luck <laughs> ended up having the entire flight canceled after he threw coins into the engine of the plane. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but good luck! He fucking throws all the- <laughs> uh, Yes, the passenger actually threw metallic coins into one of the propellers of the flight, thinking it could bring him good luck. <clears throat> the incident re- in- reportedly took place at an airport in Weifang. A male passenger identified with the last name Wang was scheduled to fly from Weifang to Haiku on a Beibu Gulf Airlines flight GX814 and threw a handful of coins into the engine. Fortunately, the staff was soon alerted about the coins in the engine after workers found coins on the ground during the pre-takeoff inspection. Wang, re- How many coins did he yeah, throw? Like a handful. <laughs> fucking like a handful. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Good luck. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> the episode of uh, Seinfeld where Kramer had all of the coins. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know. This is like change flying everywhere. I know. <laughs> uh, so he, he claims uh, Wang reportedly admitted having thrown six, co- six coins wrapped in red paper inside the plane's engine. So <laughs> so I guess Damn. he says six. I, it sounds like there was more if they found more. I know. It sounds like he had like handfuls of them. I know. Like, fucking, there, like, <laughs> I need all the luck I can get. Just fucking throwing <laughs> in handfuls. Handfuls along with fucking TNT. You know, he's just like, <laughs> he's just, he's like Damn, man. I'm glad they found that. I'm glad it didn't go down with some bullshit like Dude, that. Dude, that would have killed them. That would have killed them all, maybe. That's what I'm saying. You know, they could have had some, you know, some some real bad problems up there. You know, it's fuck that, man. Some people well, are maybe- just. I I I'm all for superstition. I'm like that when I'm watching mm-hmm. the Seahawks play. You know, when the, when the when the football's on, I I have my own superstition. So I'm not gonna. But I I'm not gonna diss this guy having superstitions. But I'm gonna diss his stupidity for fucking throwing. You know, could kill everybody. Well, technically, he did have good luck because they didn't. <laughs> but he did because the coins they saw it. Yes, he so didn't get it, hurt. It was but, lucky, but he didn't also make the flight. <laughs> I mean, that was a <clears throat> like he just canceled the game, the 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 flight. So I don't know, man. That sounds dangerous, but I'm glad nobody was hurt. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> Fucking handful of coins. I I got a story here. Uh, so a Courtney Wilson and a Shania, a Shanita Jones invited friends and family to their dream home and estate Hmm. uh, for their weekend wedding celebration, the ceremony Saturday brunch on Sunday. There was just one problem. The couple didn't own the mansion and didn't have permission to use it. So they invited (laughs) people to their, to a house for a party, but it wasn't their house. Yeah. For, yeah. For a big party. Oh shit. So the the suburban Fort Lauderdale estate had everything. They had a bowling alley in there, swimming pool, waterfall, hot tubs, tennis courts, a gazebo, Damn. with an 800 foot bar. And Wilson said that it was God's plan that the couple married. It. Oh shit! So <laughs> so, but despite that, what the invitation inferred, the actual owner Nathan Finkel never gave them permission to hold the festival. Then I believe that was, shit. <laughs> Fuck. He was. He was done when Wilson showed up on Saturday morning to set up, so he called the police. <laughs> set up? <laughs> yeah, so they went there, you know, getting all their shit ready, to, and they show up at the front door, and he's like, what the fuck? So he quote, I have people trespassing on my property, if he told 911 dispatcher, and they they kept harassing me, calling me. They say they have a. They say they're having a wedding here, and it's their. It's God's message that they do it, and I don't know what's going on. All I want is for this to stop. And they're sitting on the end of my property at the front gate right now. <laughs> so two two officers told Wilson he'd have to leave, but it, it, no charges were filed against him. 
Uh, Finkel, who, who, Finkel's whose late father was an was an early IHOP restaurant franchise owner, had been trying to sell the property uh, for two years now, and he had listed for over five million. So apparently Wilson had showed up earlier, and pretended to be a potential buyer, and toured the estate for <laughs> several months ago. <laughs> Fucking so case in the few, joint. Yeah, he was case in the joint. So a few months later, Wilson asked uh, Nathan if he could use the backyard for his wedding. But Nathan told him no. Yeah. But that didn't. But that didn't stop them from sending elaborate invitations detailing their love story, reconnecting thirty <laughs> years after high school, and, and how the proposal went over pizza on Christmas Eve. Oh man! And they they sent out the invitations to everybody, telling everybody that's going to be at that mansion. You know. Yeah, oh, man. Let's come on down. <laughs> that's fucking so, rich. Yeah. So, I guess Wilson figured. He said that he figured that the house would be vacant, but didn't realize. That Nathan actually lived on the property, but on a different home. Because when he went to go see it, you know, like it was like emptied out, right? Yeah. And so he thought he figured nobody lived there, but <laughs> there was a there was a there was a smaller home on the property where Wilson lived, where uh, where where the Nathan lived, mm-hmm. Mr. Finkel. And so when they showed up, they figured nobody would be there, and then he was he he's like, "What the fuck are all these people doing?" <laughs> At my house. <laughs> Shit. Man, the balls of some people. How the fuck? I know. And then say that it's God's message, which is even fucking weirder. That's, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like, I don't want to hear that. That'll, that'll make me kick you out even more. Like, I'll fucking beat your ass before I call the cops. Man. So, so they get arrested? I, I, I might have missed that. No, because th- they showed up and the cops came and told them to get the fuck out of there. Oh, okay. They find, they, I don't think they fought it. They just said, all right. Yeah, we're just going we'll to fucking here. party here. What the fuck, man? <laughs> well, luckily they didn't. Luckily the guy was, you know, was home. What if they showed up and then like, maybe like went out that morning? Mm-hmm. And then they're like setting up and they have a fucking all this stuff set up and you like show up and there's all these people at your house. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <clears throat> That's fucked up, man. I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Like, I, I don't have the balls to do things like that, man. Like, I just, like, I could never just, yeah, I'm just going to fucking party here. Like, well, uh, you know what? If God's on your side. That's true. If God is on your side. That's true. You get away with anything you want. Yeah, when Zeus is on your side, you know, yep. whatever Zeus wants. Great Lord Satan tells you. <laughs> great Lord Satan tells you. Yeah. <laughs> you can <laughs> get something. You should be able to get it. Don't go against Satan, damn it. <laughs> the Lord Savior. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we'll do I Can't Believe It's Not Google. And we're back. It's I Can't Believe It's Not Google, where people from the internet ask us for advice on life, love, and sex, and everything in between. So Sam and I listen to their problems and bless them with their with our infinite wisdom. It's not good advice. It's not bad advice. It's just our shitty advice. So this week we have Deb from Florida, and she says, "I had been seeing a guy for around four months. He went out for drinks last, or we went out for drinks last night. We both we have both been vaccinated since February, and it was an outdoor bar. We were we were having an awesome time at first. However, he kept slapping my ass." <laughs> I told him that I didn't like this, that I didn't like that twice. The second time he did it, I explained that I really don't want him to keep doing that because it really upset. it's really upsetting for reasons that I don't want to elaborate on. I didn't tell him the specific reason because it is quite intense and hard to share. 
So after the second ass slap, I was notably upset. I decided that I would be better off if I just went back to my place, then then continue drinking. Uh, we walked back to my apartment. He kissed me and slapped my ass again, <laughs> and then said that was his that was him saying goodbye. Honestly, I was so upset that he did it again that I said okay bye and marched straight to my apartment without him. As I walked away, he said something about how pretty I am, but I ignored him. I sent him a text 30 minutes later about how I liked him, but I didn't want to see him anymore after he kept slapping my ass in public. I'm not sure if this was a right move because one, he doesn't know how my he doesn't know about my traumatic history. Two, he's really playful, uh, honestly very friendly guy and I feel like that was the ass lap was his expression of affection. I feel like I majorly overreacted. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I don't think that's cool for him to slap her ass like that, like continuously, especially if she didn't welcome it. <clears throat> like, I, I don't think that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure why she would send a text. So at the end saying, I like you. I mean, you're basically giving mixed messages. If you, yeah, like, why would you say that? Like, I've, I've heard stories, you know, women, like they just like, don't respond to them anymore. Or they just say, Hey, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. We'll just stay friends. But when you say, Hey, I liked you. You know, you're kind of giving him like the open door, like, hey, you know, maybe we can go out again. I don't, I don't think it was like I said. I don't think it was cool for him to slap her ass, especially if she didn't like it. But, yeah. but uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's if they're out there drinking, because when you're out, you're out there drinking, right? So mm-hmm. you're you're they're, you're both probably kind of tipsy, mm-hmm. and you know, ass slaps. That's what I, you know, when when you're with your significant other, that's one thing you do. Yes. You know, you do when it's your padding, woman, though. You know, when it's your actual woman. That's, but, but that was just, they've been dating for four months. Okay, so you know, you know, what I'm saying it'd yeah. be different. If it was like a first date, but they've been dating for four, four months. That's quite a bit of time. Yeah. Then, then, yeah, then. Yeah, it's true. Then, I think I might, I think I might have missed that part. I'm sorry. So uh, that's a, yeah, but, but for I don't know, it could be four months is maybe that's kind of a. Maybe you're at a, at a crossing point right there where it's it's you're getting comfortable, but you're not quite comfortable, you know? I, w- I was wondering because, I mean, she didn't say anything about sex, right? So, like, maybe they haven't had sex yet. So, it might, yeah, like you said, they might be at a, at a certain crossing point where they haven't went over yet, and he's trying to push it. Yeah. <clears throat> it, but I don't know because that's that's more of a playful thing. Exactly. And if, even if it kind of upset her, you know, there's times where you, you're with, with, with someone and you, you do something just kind of... Joking. See how far you can go with it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I don't, I don't think the guy meant to do anything really shitty. Yeah. I think he was, you know, they're both drinking. He's probably just getting, pl- being playful about it, and you know, and it's in public. You know, the girl's like, "Stop!" You know, how did she say it? You know, was she like, "Stop," or was she like, "Oh, stop it, not here." You know, stop. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it's, you know, that's one of those kind of playing playful kind of things. So I, I don't know how she said it. And again, we're gonna, <clears throat> we're not gonna really know. Like we weren't there. I think after mm. four months, I feel like they should have some type of comfort, you know, where, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he's never slapped her ass before this, you know, in four months. Usually, yeah, that seems, that seems kind of odd, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm at least, she didn't say anything about that, but I'm, I have to assume that they've at least kissed and, you know, yeah. done some heavy at, petting, you know? <laughs> at four at four months, you, you, you're going to, that's, you're, you're having sex at that point. That's why, that's why right. I was, that's my whole point. You know, usually you are. 
I yeah. mean, she again, she didn't say she was a virgin. So we don't know if she's a virgin. She's waiting for an actual husband, you know, to have sex with. But whatever. Mm-hmm. But she also didn't say that. So we, I guess we kind of have to assume, like you said, you know, usually by that time people are having sex. If not, if they're not, it's it's blowjobs and, you know, oral sex and stuff. So I, I just don't see... I guess I don't know. Like, <clears throat> what would be the big deal about that? And I and I get it. I mean, she might that might be some quirk that she just really hates. Well, she, I mean, she had the, some sort of trauma. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it, yeah, and but it's not like she anything like she told him. That's exactly so, yeah. Know. Like you got to say something. You that's that's the thing that I've always, you know, some people like they expect you to read minds. Like you should know I don't like that. Fuck no, I don't know yeah. that. You know, like you you don't tell yeah. me. I'm not gonna fucking know. And but to to me this is kind of one of those things where it's part of the relationship where you're you're in your learning mode. Yeah, you know, exactly. You're like trying to figure you know figure out what you can do, what you can't. Yeah, boundaries. Do. I mean, I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people agree. Like, oh, you know, he shouldn't be touching her and blah 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 and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. But I mean, when you're a couple, at some point, you know, yeah, things are different. You, things are a little. You know, it's not like it's not like they're going to a business meeting. Exactly. They're, yeah. They're a couple, right? Yeah. It's not like he was like slapping her on the face. Yeah. Yep. He was doing a. He was doing a. He was doing a flirty ass slap. Exactly. So yeah. So yeah. It's it's not one of those things where you would end it. It's one of those things where you would have the discussion. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, maybe she needs. Yeah, she's got to say something. Like she just can't be like, oh, like he's, you know, he's slapping my ass. I yeah. fucking hate that. It's like you know, you gotta let yeah. him know. You you know, you got a voice. Yeah, and you sit there and you tell him. And then after that, if he's still doing it, you know, like if it's like really bad, it's like, oh, you know, this happened, this happened. Mm-hmm. And then he, he'd probably be like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I was, you know, I was, I was just being flirty. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw you, you were getting mad, so I was just kind of playing. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But but if but if he does, she does tell him and then he doesn't respect it after, then, you know, the guy's a piece of shit. He doesn't. That's, just, yeah, that, he that's, does, he'll that's never respect story. you. So just fucking dump his ass. But. Yeah, I, I I think she's got to just use her her voice and express how she feels, and you know if it's something they got to work through. And like if he's like fuck, I like slapping asses, you know you got to let me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what I do. I just slap asses. That's, what, that's, that's how I roll, bitch. <laughs> now turn around so I can slap that ass. <laughs> turn around so I can slap that ass. You shut your mouth. <laughs> All right, that's what we got. It's good. All right. <laughs> All right. So about time to wrap it up. Uh, stay tuned for the after show, The Dark Grab, where we talk about real crazy women stealing babies. So we'll see you guys on the other side. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening and give us a good rating. If you want to share a story or have ideas for a future episode, you're welcome to visit us at www.wewontheinternet.podbean.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to the Dark Web, the WWTI Studios After Show. All right, so, you know, I thought this was kind of interesting. You know, I saw a show about, you know, women who have lost their babies, you know, like been stolen. Like, I was watching Unsolved Mysteries, and I was like, ah, you know, I should look into this. And I was like, there's, there's been some cases in the past of women who have not only lost their babies, some of them have had them, like, ripped out of the womb. It's pretty fucked up. Oh, shit. Yeah, so. kind of creepy. <clears throat> it is, man. It is. So, 
I got this first one here on December 16, 2004. Becky Harper went to the, the home of her daughter, Bobby Joe Stinnett, because Stinnett was supposed to go pick her up from work, but she didn't show up. So when she got there, she just found a fucking shitty, horrible scene where Bobby Joe's stomach had been cut open and her eight month old fetus had been was gone. So they thought yeah. they thought that the you know the the heinous murder was was Darlene Fisher. Now Fish the reason why is because Fisher had called Becky at her house where Becky was bred where, where where Becky had bred rat terriers for sale. So they the investigators found no record of any Darlene Fisher in the region, giving rise in fears that the murderer had used an alias. And they were right. The murder that the one Darlene Fisher turned out to be Lisa Montgomery. So Lisa had been telling people that she was pregnant even though she wasn't. And what's even what's even tough to swallow was that um, there was an Amber Alert. Oh, oh, sorry. <clears throat> what was even tougher was that an Amber Alert was near impossible to issue. Now, because the baby had been ripped out from the mother, no one knew what the baby looked like. So you couldn't, you know, give an, you couldn't give a... Mm. You know, like in description of yeah, of of, uh, of the baby missing. So eventually, an Amber Alert was issued after a phone call was made to the U.S. Congressman Sam Graves. So thankfully, tips led authorities to Montgomery. She was found in her home watching the Amber Alert for the missing child with the baby in her arms. She got sentenced to death. <clears throat> oh shit! Yeah, that's that's pretty fucked up, man. She just fucking killed her and stole the baby. I mean, tore it out of her stomach. So next, yeah. So this next one in here is in uh, Brazil, in Uberlândia, Brazil. A 38-year-old Aline Roberta Fagundes was charged with murdering 18-year-old Gabriel Barcelo Silva and stealing the baby from her womb. Another fucking womb stealer. So Fagundes had tricked Silva into coming to her house, where she added tranquilizer to Silva's drink to knock her out. After she was out cold, Fagundes performed a cesarean section on Silva and removed the unborn baby from her womb. So when she got done, Faguna smeared some of Silva's blood on her and, her, and, and on, all over her body and called emergency services saying that she herself had given birth to the, on the street. So Fagundes and the baby were taken to the hospital with staff called the police after, over suspicions that Fagundes was not the real mother of the baby. So meanwhile, Fagundes, she had another son, a 14-year-old. He also called the cops after he found Silva's dead body in the backyard of their house. So it wasn't long. Mm. It wasn't long after that that the police connect, connected the dots. So Fagundes claimed that she had committed the murder because her partner threatened to leave her if she had another miscarriage. She also said that her unnamed partner knew about the kidnapping and murder, but he denied any knowledge or any involvement. So luckily, the baby survived the ordeal. The ladies probably be sentenced to death. But damn, I'm, I'm man. When I was reading through some of these, I was like, geez, like some of the. I don't know what goes to the mind of some of these people doing this shit. Like, it's called craziness. Oh, man. So, this next one here occurred November 20th, 2015. So, Angelique Sutton was on her way to a New York courthouse to marry her boyfriend. And she stopped by the house of her friend, Ashley Wade, because Wade said she had a wedding present for her. So, instead of giving Sutton a present, Wade cut Sutton's larynx, like, you know, her voice box, so she couldn't scream. Mm hmm. And then she split her abdomen open and stole to ripped out the baby. So after man, that, why, why is everybody ripping baby? I don't know, <laughs> man. See, the, see, and again, she proceeded to call her boyfriend Andrew Prelo to tell him that she had herself had given birth. 
She also told Andrew that she thinks that she may have killed someone. Imagine that fucking call if you're Andrew, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Wrong number. Wrong and, uh, number. <laughs> so, so Andrew rushed home where he found his apartment covered in blood and Sutton's body in the corner. So he went outside and, you know, cradling the baby, which he thought was his, while he waited for the cops. Yeah. Right? He called the cops. So, you know, again, yeah. she told him, hey, it's, it's your son. You know, it's our baby. So thankfully, the baby survived the attack, but suffered two knife wounds in her right thigh. Right? She's fucking cutting in, and she cut the baby a little bit. So initially, Wade, initially Wade claimed that the baby was hers. However, she later confessed to stealing the baby from the womb of the real mother. So Wade had been telling her boyfriend that she was pregnant, and he be- had believed her because her stomach had been growing. The bitch was fucking hungry, not pregnant. So, this was not Wade's first time, you know, faking, you know, a birth. In 2013, she had pretended to be pregnant and give birth, but then claimed the baby had died a few days later. So... that's weird. Yeah, man. Some of these... Like I said, some of these women, like, I don't... That's harsh, man. That's harsh. Um, December 19, 2017, Erica Giselle Mirandas Alvarez entered Carolina Flores' Houston home and stabbed her to death. Before fleeing with her six-week-old baby, Shamali Flores. So, Alvarez had been pregnant before the murder and was due to deliver in January. Unfortunately, she had a miscarriage, but she didn't tell anyone. She didn't even tell her boyfriend. Mm. So, she kept, act, she kept acting like she was pregnant before murdering Flores, stealing the baby and telling her boyfriend that she had birthed the, the girl. So, the police and FBI tracked the missing Shamali to Alvarez's home where they had found her and her boyfriend trying to leave town with the baby at around 1 a.m. So, thankfully they caught that, those fuckers. I, 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 I mean, I, I understand, like, some of these women, you know, you have a miscarriage, it could be tough, right? It could be, mm. it's pretty traumatizing. And Yeah, that alone could get you, just turn you crazy. It, it can, but man, man, ripping out another baby from a woman, another person, fuck that, man. Um... On May 16, 2001, Linda Cardi and three men entered the Houston home of Joanna Rodriguez and abducted Rodriguez's, her and her three-year-old baby. Three-day-old baby, sorry. Three-day-old baby. So the perps also assaulted two other people in the house and tied them with duct tape before fleeing. Joanna was later tied with duct tape too and forced into the trunk of a car where she suffocated to death. So poor mother died. One of the kidnappers was eventually determined to be Linda Cardi, who was Joanna's neighbor. Now, Cardi initially denied any involvement in the kidnapping murder, although she was the one person who led the police to the car where Joanna was trapped. So, nevertheless, Cardi was sentenced to death while the three other men were all given jail terms. Prosecutors deduced that Cardi abducted the baby because she had suffered several miscarriages in the past. Again, the fucking miscarriages, man. Wow. Yeah. It's It's not good. I got one last one. What's that? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> it was just kind of weird that a lot, a lot of these stories are like the same. They are, you know, like like the miscarriages like, and the women that go nuts. Yeah. So I, it's like there must be some sort of correlation, but you know, I've known other women that have had miscarriages, but they don't go, you know, ripping the babies out of other people. I, I, I again, I, I think it's maybe how how strong the hormones are in the woman, you know, when stuff like that's this. true. You know, everybody's different, right? So I got this last one here. This one is, was in June 2009. So Yan Chubin got a call from his girlfriend, Karina Roberts, telling him that she was at home in labor. 
So he rushed home. But when he got home, the scene was a horrific one. Corina had given birth, but sadly the baby was lifeless. Paramedics arrived and took both mother and baby to the hospital, while staff members declared the baby dead and discovered that Karina had not given birth. So, of course, the staff called the cops. So, a search of Karina's home led to the discovery of the corpse of Heather Snively, who had been the real mother of the baby. As it turned out, Roberts had murdered Snively and removed the baby from her womb. The two women had met on Craigslist where Snively had been shopping for baby items. Roberts offered to give her some baby clothes, but murdered Snively when she came for them. Roberts hit Snively. Yeah, she hit her repeatedly in the head with a police baton before cutting her abdomen with a razor and pulling out the fetus. After bludgeoning her, Roberts covered Snively's body with a carpet and, and dumped her body inside a crawl space before calling her boyfriend and telling him that she was in labor. The baby that was torn out from the mother, Snively had planned on naming John Stephen, but she never had a chance. It was, it was stillborn. Roberts yeah. had been telling people that she was pregnant and expecting twins several months before the murder. She even bought baby formula, parenting magazines, and a stroller just to keep up the facade. Of course, she was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Again, you know, yeah, I think what the, you know, the underlying thing with most of these women is you know, they probably feel inadequate, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not having the baby and... They probably think that the husband like won't love them or will leave them, so they go to extreme measures, you know, to yeah. Yeah, to. I had a baby, honey. Their, yeah, I had yeah. a baby. You know, this is ours. It's like mm. fuck. No, I'm really leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I know at that point you're just like, uh, I don't care if you have a baby or not. It's just not gonna you be fucking, around you anymore. Yeah, exactly. Craziness. Yeah, it's nuts, man. I I just I couldn't like I said I read a lot of these. And I was like, jeez. Like just ripping them out from the womb. Like most of these were ripped out from the womb. Yeah, I I I was thinking it's more like people with like kidnapping. No, babies. I know, man. <laughs> and then like them raising them for a little bit and like they figure out they find out that that's not your baby. Yeah, you know there are but these were these are pretty. These are, yeah, there there are stories like that, and I you know I could have went through some of those, but I thought this is fucking better shit to talk about. It's, it's uh, I know it's it's crazy, man. It's I mean it's not cool. It's it's crazy, but I am. Um, it's, I, I don't know. I wonder how many, you know, it makes me wonder, like, how many people have actually thought about doing this and maybe, you know, stopped at the last second or... Stopped themselves? Yeah. Well, it's, it's no it's no different than, like, I don't know if it... Well, I don't know if it'd be any different than, like, a serial killer. I mean, it's, it's what you, you are. This, you're basically, you are. Yeah, they have they have this, like, uh, this urge to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. is, it just makes you wonder, is it, is it the... Is it the miscarriages that kind of drive them to that, or like you know, like you said, the hormones and stuff that make them do that, or is it just combination? That's just the kind of person, or maybe that's just the kind of person they they are. You know, they're just kind of you kind of messed up in the head already. Well, you know, they always say, you know, when you have kids, you know, you'll do extreme things for them, and these women don't have them, and they're doing extreme things to get them. So, to get them, yeah, they're. I mean, that's that's crazy shit, man. It's. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty bad, but you know, it's, it's too bad for the women who who died. You know, they were just innocent. They seemed like you know they were innocent women who were just gonna be pregnant. You know, have their babies and yeah, fucking taken away. <sighs> so yeah, if you get a Craigslist ad about having baby clothes, uh, don't go. Yeah, take a shotgun <laughs> with you. <laughs> take a shotgun with you, or yeah. don't even show up at all. Ten friends and shotgun. <laughs> 
All right, well, that's enough for the internet for tonight. Uh, thanks, y'all, for joining us for another night at the bunker. The world doesn't end by then. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone.